Blog Talk Radio. There is a watchman on the wall, bringing forth the written word of God to one and all. Are you getting ready? Will you stand or will you fall? Listen to the watchman on the wall. Listen to the watchman on the wall. Listen to the watchman on the Rise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. A new day has dawned. All over the earth, men and women are arising. It's time for the sons of God to awake. It is a day of justice, recompense, Restoration, revival, and resurrection power. Vincent Xavier here, pastor of New Wine Ministries. Great to be with you on this Friday. I think that God gave us just enough <clears throat> to make it through the week, and today we're just going to re- exhaust everything that God has put into our hearts and minds, something to think about. When we go back and we just take all the different information, all the things that we've been talking about, and you put it together, I believe the scriptures we're going to be detailing today are going to prove themselves to be very, very accurate. So we're excited to be with you today. We have a lot to talk about. Uh, We're going to be talking to some very dear friends, very close friends about things going on in the world that will be further information for some of you out there. And uh, definitely we're seeking the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ and everything we need to be doing. So we're looking forward to doing all that, but the early bird really does catch the worm And so we're going to, right now, we're going to sing. Are you ready to sing? And what are we going to sing? We're going to sing happy birthday to our dear friend and sister in the Lord, Carla. Today is Carla's birthday, and God forbid we would ever tell the age, and quite frankly, we don't want to, but I don't know. Maybe she'll chat it in, who knows. But Carla, you're out there today, and we want to say to everybody who knows you, you're such an integral part of the ministry, and you have been such a wonderful servant and a friend. Uh, You are one of those very special uh, vessels in the body of Christ, and the Lord bless you, and the Lord keep you, and make his face to shine upon you today, and truly, I mean, you're just one of the best. What can you say? I mean, I understand why the scriptures say that the servant 
has a higher place in the kingdom of heaven. Uh, the, 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 who is the greatest among us, Lord? Well, he who is the servant is the greatest of all. And Carla, you have certainly served the body of Christ well here locally at New Wine Ministries and uh, out there in the field representing Christ, you know, doing the things that God has taught you to do. And we want to celebrate you today. And uh, you ready to go? Let's hit it on one, two, three. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Carla. Happy birthday to you. Now, at New Wine Ministry, we take that a step further. You are so special to your father. He knows your name and address, and he's ordered the best for you. You are so special to your father, and us too. And from the very start, you have a place in his heart. That only Carla could fill. And then we give you the applaud. Happy birthday. I know God's going to do great things in your life today, Carla. And so I hope that you and Randolph have started the day off well. I know we're going to have some good times during the day. And may it be a very special day for you. Just God gave you a beautiful day in northwest Arkansas. No more gray clouds. Sun is shining. You know, this month of March, we've had some of the, boy, the big hitters. It's like God just said, you know what? In the month of March, I'm going to bring forth some big hitters. And to all of you March babies and all the March birthdays, God bless you. Uh, We've been celebrating um, just all month long. And now we get to put an exclamation mark on it with our sister Carla's birthday. So once again, uh, spending this time saying that to you, Carla, is well worth it. God bless your day today. May it be super special, and may you receive a great reward for your faithful ministry to the Lord and to the body of Christ. Amen and amen. So having said that, I have to do something very quickly here because I was told if I don't, I'm going to not get any spaghetti for dinner. So here it is. There's a number on the screen that during this broadcast, I'm I'm ready to go for two hours today. I think our time will be well spent, and however much time you spend with us, God bless you. But there's a number on the screen, and it's 479. And you might want to, if you're just listening by phone, you could write this down. 479-233-3774. I like those numbers. 479 Two three 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 seven seven four. Now that number will be up most of the day on this on this program. And if you get to a point where you need to talk to somebody, you need to pray, you need to just share and ask for prayer, call that number, okay? And somebody else is on the other side of that phone, and they will receive a text. They will receive a phone call. And if you try to call and you don't get through, leave a text and they'll get back with you for sure to pray with you about anything, anything you might need prayer for, whether it's for yourself or somebody else. So this is just a, an addition to the ministry uh, that someone came forward and said, you know what, we, we're praying all the time, and if there's anybody that needs prayer, tell them to call this number, and we'll get on it. And so uh, there are intercessors on the other side of that number. Okay, so call it in. Praise God. Well, I'm glad it is Friday. I'm glad that we're here, and um, 
you can see behind me that there is a picture of what everybody's talking about today. Uh, everybody's talking about tactical nuclear weapons or, you know, uh, big nuclear bombs going off. And I mean, this is the conversation of our world today. It's something that has been, you know, foretold would come, something that was going to be realized at some point in the history of the world. And, you know, sometimes I think, well, there's just too much talk about it for it to become a reality. Um, and then, it, you know, it just gets everything rising and then it settles again. We've been in this long enough to see that. But um, there comes a day in the economy of God. And I want to share with you the scripture of how I believe this is going to transpire. And <clears throat> I want to read to begin the broadcast out of uh, first of all, let me do this before we go any further. Say good morning to Charlotte Gotch is with us this morning. Charlotte, God bless you. Um, where do you yeah, I'd love to know where Charlotte is called, coming in from. I know Melissa Fletcher is uh, praying for each one of you and asking the Lord to bless you and protect all of you. Thank you, Pastor Melissa. God bless you. And um, birthday blessings to Carla from Melissa. Good. Uh, Cindy. Carla, happy birthday. God bless you. Good morning, Pastor Vincent. All right, so there should be a lot of birthday blessings going in that direction. And Cindy, we'll look forward to seeing you back home real soon this weekend. And uh, Pastor Melissa, thanks for tuning in once again today. So <clears throat> let's get to a passage of Scripture, and I think this will kind of lead the way. And then in a little bit, as we go into the broadcast today, uh, we're going to receive a phone call, I'm pretty sure, from our brother Don, and he's going to talk to us about some things from a biblical perspective, but from a military perspective as well, and uh, someone who's had their finger on the pulse for quite some time. Amen. So here's what I want to share with you this morning out of the Word of God, because this seems to be the telling climate, and those that read the Bible have this advanced wisdom. This is advanced wisdom. This is what the world doesn't know. What I'm going to share with you, I'm sure you've heard before, but you need to realize that the, the, the majority of the people in the world that don't study their Bible, that don't read their Bible, that don't understand what's going on in the world biblically, they don't have this advanced wisdom. You have a superior wisdom the wisdom of God, the wisdom of Christ, the wisdom of Scripture, which is God's Word. And you and I should be very, very thankful because we look at the climate around us and we go, wow, you know, on the one side of the day it's war, 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 war. And you know the propaganda machines are really churning things up right now. I mean, what? Who knows what the truth is? You got supposedly Biden over in, in Poland, and you got the president there that was supposed to meet with him. The plane, you know, uh, had a problem, so they didn't meet with him. And, I mean, who knows how the propaganda machine is working, but we know there's a, just a huge amount of propaganda. So who knows the truth? However, on the other side of the states, March Madness, the NCAA, college basketball. Um, you know, these young kids are out there, they're running up and down the courts, they're shooting hoops. And if you happen to belong to a city where your team is playing, you know, that you, you watch that and it's an exciting ball game. Uh, the stadiums are filled out at the NBA. You know, you go to the football season, it's loaded. Baseball's going to be starting very soon. You know, and it's all the world is going on. So what does this actually mean? How could we have the threat of nuclear war, the threat of uh, rising food prices, rising gasoline prices, 
Um, but everything's staying normal. We have a border crisis. They're now going to receive 100,000 Ukrainian refugees, I guess, into the United States. Only God knows who they are and you know what's going on there. What's the truth behind all of that? Um, we heard yesterday that the idea was to eliminate borders, uh, states, and nations, and bring in a one-world government, a one-world uh, you know system, uh, one-world military, one-world everything. Right? To do that, to accomplish that, if you're a globalist, you have to er- eradicate every form of national sovereignty or independence, everything this nation was built upon, and that's why we're targeted. But what did God say about this? What did Jesus actually say about the moment that we're living in? Let's get into it just a little bit. I'm going to go in Matthew chapter 24, and I want to begin in verse 36. Matthew 24, 36. This is what the world doesn't know. But of that day and hour knoweth no man. Not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. These are the words of Jesus, Yahshua, that no one knows the day and hour, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. And then he gave this clue. He said, but, nobody knows the day or hour, but, he said, get this, as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Now, we're talking about his return, where the resurrection will take place, right? The dead in Christ will rise. There'll be a catching away of the ecclesia. We know this happens immediately after the tribulation of those days. So he said, this is how it's going to be in the days, okay, the, the, uh, the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, all right, so before that day of judgment came, before that day. Now, you know when the Lord returns and the resurrection takes place and those alive and remaining are caught up to meet the Lord in the clouds, in the air, that immediately following that event, the wrath of God is poured out on the earth, right? So we have this connection, the days of Noah. We're talking about a global flood. Second Peter chapter 3 says that'll never happen again. God will never flood the earth again. The earth and the heaven that now is is reserved unto fire. Okay, what kind of fire, right? So Jesus went on to say, for as in the days that were before the flood, what were they doing? He said they were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark. So up until the very day that Noah, after 120 years or 100 years of him building the ark, out loud, in front of everybody, a preacher of righteousness, warning the world of the day that was coming, up until the very day that he actually walked into the ark and the door was shut, he entered into the ark, up until that day, the world around them was acting just like it always had. They were eating, they were drinking, They were marrying, they were giving in marriage, and then in another passage, it talks about they were buying, they were selling, they were building. In other words, up until the very day of the events that are spoken of in Scripture, 
the world is going to just be involved like the world always has. In our society, in our day and age with modern technology, the ability to view things across the world in a nanosecond, you know, turn on your phone, swift, you can have video coming out of Belgium, you have video coming out. So we live in a more tightly knit world uh, because of technology, but and we can look around the world and the soccer games are going on and then there's a storm over here, but then there's a marriage over here and there's a new baby born over here. Life is going on. And if we were not aware of this passage, if we didn't know, we would look back and go, wow, this is confusing. There's supposed war going on here, and there's a pandemic over here, and there's famine over here, and there's food prices rising over here. But over here, there's wealthy people, and there's wealth like we've never seen before, Newport Beach or in some other parts of the world, and castles and kings, and it, gets, it could get very confusing. But when we look at the world, through the biblical lens at what's going on, we know that there was a time prior to our generation where that's what it looked like. It was different because they didn't have the modern technology that we did, but they did the same thing that all human beings do. They eat, drink, they, they marry, uh, they, they're given in marriage. Until when? The very day that Noah entered into the ark. Now, God has been calling out, telling people, prepare your ark, prepare to get out of the way, prepare, prepare, prepare. This is coming. Judgment is coming. A storm is coming, right? So we've heard it. There are those who have been diligent to do something with what they heard. They have been preparing. They have been making themselves ready. And God has directed their path and led them by the Spirit to where they need to be. And the day will come where that same Holy Spirit that they've been following all along, since they've been obeying what they heard, they will actually go into the wilderness. They will go into their ark. They will go into their Goshen. They will go into their chamber, their refuge, whatever it is that God has called them to. Now, the world around us will not know that. They don't know that. This information is for those who, who have an ear to hear, an eye to see, a heart to understand. This information that we have right now settles the issue of being confused like, well, how could you say the end of all things? That's always happened before. You know, Second Peter chapter 3, where there'll be scoffers in those days saying, where's the promise of his coming? All things continue as they were from the beginning of time, right? Well, you could get into that kind of mindset if you're not aware of this passage. And look at verse 39. 39 says, and they knew not, or they knew not, and knew not, until the flood came. They knew not until the flood came. Now, what is the rest of the world doing? What are those minds, those souls, those brains, those sensual perceptions, those sense realm people of the earth, what are they looking at? What are they seeing as they're looking through the lens of CNN or Fox or Newsmax or whatever? What are they looking at? What do they see? Oh, something going on in Ukraine, some guy named Putin, they're saying he's a devil, he's a demon. Well, what do we believe? What are they thinking? Well, they don't know. You see, verse 39 says, they knew not, okay, because they were eating, drinking, marrying, giving in marriage. They knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So in the days of Noah's ark, the people that were preserved went into the ark, and at that moment, nobody knew what was happening, but then the flood came and took them away. So there's a time coming that there's a lot going to hit the earth as God's people are kind of tucked away. They're, they're going into the place that has been prepared. So the, the phrase there, and knew not, you have to understand 
people that don't read the Bible don't believe that preparing for the end of the world is intelligent. They can't figure it out. They mock at that. They scoff at that. They don't believe that. And yet, Bible passages for years now have been lining up. Things have been happening that the scriptures foretell. And so these signs are about those who do read the Bible, those who do understand, those who are following and are willing to cooperate with the Holy Spirit by preparing for the things that will come. They know, but it's very few in comparison. There are a lot of Christians that read their Bible that still don't prepare for the things that are coming. There's, there's something of, a, of an obstacle there. However, Noah prepared his ark. The rest of the world didn't know until the day came, until the flood came. They knew not. And it, then that flood took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. All right, we're good with that. We're so good with that. Now, I want to go back, and I want to look at this from the perspective of Mark. In the Gospel of Mark, chapter 13, it says it this way. But of that day and that hour knoweth no man. No, not the angels which are in heaven, neither the Son. So you notice there's an addition here. In Matthew, Jesus said, no man knows the day or the hour, not the angels of heaven, but the Father only. Here it's recorded that Jesus said, no man knows, not the angels which are in heaven, neither the Son, that was interesting, but the Father. Take heed, watch and pray, okay? Watch and pray, for you know not when the time is. Okay, so that's going back to Mark. I want to take a peek at Luke, and let's take a look here at Luke. Well, let me go back to, the, to Mark here. Let me go back to Mark. Um, where do I want to be there? So well, now let's go to Luke. Let's go to Luke. So in Luke chapter 21, um, I like the difference in the signs. That's why I'm hesitating on doing this. And I want to get back to where we were. I want to get back to where we were. Let's go back to here. And uh, Luke, 20, Luke 17, 26. Let's go there. And as it was, so in the Gospel of Luke, it's recorded this way. And as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be also in the days of the Son of Man. Now, notice the little bit of difference that he brings in here. They did eat. They drank. They married wives. They were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark. And the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise, also as it was in the days of Lot, so here's the addition, they did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they builded. But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. So here we have a description of Lot coming out of Sodom and Gomorrah. And in, in that climate, in that environment, they were doing everything that everybody else was doing. They were eating, they were drinking, they were buying, they were selling, they were planting, they were building. But the day that Lot went out, then the fire came. And what the scripture tells us, when the Lord returns and the resurrection happens, and those who are alive and remaining are caught up to meet the Lord near in a harpazo, 
Well, then comes the fire from heaven, the seven vials of the wrath of God that will be visited upon the nations of the earth. So we have that similarity. Same with Noah. So Jesus is using two examples of people that are living in the world in a manner that is normal. It's usual. The people that are getting ready to go out of Sodom and Gomorrah or enter into their ark were the crazy people, you know, that were mocked and scoffed at and laughed at. But when their project is done, when they're finished, when the time comes, when God says, enter in or come out of her, my people, go into the wilderness, whatever it's going to look like, well, that's when the calamity hits the earth. And I suspect, I suspect that um, the Christian church believers are going to be going through some pretty intense stuff on this earth uh, prior to coming out of the way. <clears throat> and, but there will be a preservation of the saints of God who are preparing and are acknowledging and are willing to be aware that what is happening in the world has been presented in scripture and we should be paying very special attention to it. So why do I bring that up? I bring that up simply because we won't be dismayed or felt to feel, you know, like, what am I doing? Look at out. The world is, you know, having a party over there, right? Well, that's, I don't feel that way. And I never have. I believe that we're doing the right thing and there's balance, but it could become confusing. Well, where's the promise of his coming? You guys are getting all this stuff ready. Nothing's happening. And that's where we say, well, you're ignorant of the fact that there's a lot happening. And in fact, the things that are happening were things written in the Bible, the same Bible that's telling us to prepare to get out of the way and for the things that are coming on this earth. So, very interesting passage of scripture. Just use them for your, for your support and understand that you have a superior wisdom than the rest of the world. The unknowing, unsuspecting world that looks at the events going on that really don't get it. They really don't understand what's happening. So having said that today, let me just get back here. I want to find some friends <clears throat> say good morning to a few other of our friends that came to join us on the air this morning. <clears throat> yes, Cindy haircut. Cindy, I, I cheated. I thought you were coming back in like two weeks and my hair was growing out of my ears. I thought I got to get this haircut. So yesterday I sprung for one, but we'll do a do over anyways. Okay. All right. God bless you. Uh, Charlotte, gosh, St. Louis area. All right. Very good. Charlotte, we have friends in St. Louis right now. Praise the Lord. Good morning. Uh, Pastor uh, Jeff Bass is with us today, ready to hear the word. Okay. Well, I, I just put my little two cents out there today. Uh, Carol Carey is with us this morning. Carol, I hope you're feeling a little bit getting ready for that April 15th appointment, I think it was. Uh, Chad Achterberg. Oh, Chad is saying hi to his wife. Hello, Chad Achterberg. All right, Melissa and Chad. Lisa Hubbard, good morning. And good morning to you, Lisa Hubbard. God bless you and welcome to the broadcast. Good morning from Joyce and Ken. Happy birthday, Carla. Yeah, got to get Carla's birthday wishes in there. Uh, Dennis Sossman, blessings, prayers, and Psalm 91 protection for you. All right, thank you for all the blessings and protection. 
we are believing in that for sure. Sandra Matlow, morning, Pastor Xavier. Good morning, Sandra. God bless you. Laquita Sizemore is with us today. Good morning, Laquita. God bless you. Darlene Toriego is with us today. God bless you, Darlene. Uh, we don't see your name on there all the time. Uh, we have another good morning for Pastor Dennis Sossaman. A good morning from Paul Jack. Good morning, Paul. God bless you. Behave yourself. I'm just kidding. My wife always says, don't kid like that. Paul and I have a great thing going there with behaving ourselves. Tammy Ivy. Good morning, Tammy. God bless you. Welcome to the broadcast. And, uh, and Chad finally said hi to you, too. Well, hello to you, too, Chad. Hey, maybe you guys will make it down for the Feast of Passover. April 14th to the 21st. Come on down, have some lamb. You know, by the way, talking about that, uh, we are going to have an amazing celebration from April 14th to April 21st. We're going to be so blessed because of a Messianic believer. Uh, This gentleman and his wife are going to lead a Seder meal. And the Seder is the, the, the telling of the story, the retelling of the story of the exodus out of Egypt. And so on Thursday, April 14th, at the Ministry Center here in Northwest Arkansas, as we gather together, uh, we're going to have the blessing of walking through and being, you know, the retelling of the story. That same night, uh, we are, after the telling of the story, going to enjoy a meal, a full-blown meal and it looks like lamb is on the menu. And there'll be some other stuff for people that don't want lamb or like lamb. But we're going to go with the lamb. Man, I love lamb chops with a little lemon on them if they're done just right. Mm. So uh, we'll be doing that April 14th. And then we have some one other thing we will be doing that evening, which is a corporate uh, blessing. We're holding that back. We're not going to talk about it right now. Uh, be very special time for the body of Christ. And then the following day on Friday evening, we're going to have a guest speaker. And then on Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we have guest speakers going to be speaking, sharing the word of God on Passover, the intrinsic value and the meaning, the inward spiritual meaning of what Passover means to us, okay? And we have a great clue in 1 Corinthians chapter 5 that Jesus is our Passover lamb. So I want to invite everybody. You know, I'd love to see every single one of you that are on the chat room uh, or you're listening by phone Wherever you are, we would love to have you come and celebrate a feast with us, and we'll show you that it's not an obligatory, outward, um, under-the-law type of thing, but in the liberty of the Spirit of God, we, we etch into the true meaning and why God put in the stars and the sun and the moon before man was ever on the earth, the meaning of the feast. I mean, he put the moeds and the oaths, which are the moed is, is the word for seasons, and it's the gathering places, it's the calling together for an assembly or a feast. God put that in the heavens on the fourth day of creation. And uh, we've exchanged the Feast of the Lord for Christmas and Easter and all that stuff. But the Feast of the Lord have value, real, intrinsic, spiritual value that every believer needs to know, particularly about our journey with the Lord how we go from Passover to Pentecost. In other words, we get saved in the outer court through the blood of Christ, but then we receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit in Pentecost. And then the Holy Spirit and the blood labor in our lives to bring us to the Father during the Feast of Tabernacles. So in the Feast of the Lord, you have the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit revealed. The Son is revealed in Passover, the Spirit is revealed in Pentecost, and the Father is revealed in Tabernacles. 
You have the outer court in Passover, the inner court of Pentecost, and the Holy of Holies in the Feast of Tabernacles. You have the outer court of the faith realm, the inner court of the hope realm. The love realm is in the Holy of Holies. You have 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold. You have the body, the soul, and the spirit. There are so many wonderful thoughts in Scripture about the Feast of the Lord, and we're going to save a lot of that for right now. But um, I want to shift, and I want to bring in my dear brother, my dear friend, who's been a part of this ministry from afar for quite some time. He's been a real blessing to the body, a real blessing to Patricia and I, and to the New Wine Ministry family. So without further ado, let me welcome to the broadcast, Brother Don. Good morning, sir. God bless you. Welcome to the broadcast. You're on the air. How are you today? Just fine, and God bless you too, Pastor Vince. Well, thank you, sir, and thank you for joining me on the air on this Friday. And um, we have a, 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 an anticipation in the atmosphere. So as I said with Pastor Jeff yesterday, I just want to give you your liberty and we'll, we'll have some conversation. But what are some of the important things right now that you would like to share with our listeners today, Brother Don? Well, obviously, uh, the one that's on everyone's mind is uh, Ukraine. And uh, that conflict turned into a nuclear conflict. And, and uh, in eventuality, or maybe all at once, uh, turning into a, an attack on the United States, a nuclear attack on the United States. And that seems to be in the works. Uh, if, uh, in my opinion, I believe this is what the Pentagon wants. I believe that uh, they put Putin into a corner to uh, to do this. Um, <clears throat> I know that uh, the president of uh, Ukraine said the other day, or just day before yesterday, he he stated that he was goaded into this war by Biden and by NATO. They uh, provoked the war, and they basically put Putin into a position where he had to attack. And uh, I think that's true. I think that's so obvious. This has been going on for five or six years to ramp up to it. And uh, the main issue is that uh, Putin is trying to defend Russia. He's trying to defend not just his government, but he's trying to protect the people of Russia from a sneak attack by NATO. Um, what NATO is intent on doing is putting uh, nuclear missiles five-minute flight time from Ukraine to Russia, to uh, Moscow, and seven minutes to their nuclear silos, which that means that type of uh, first strike can't be defended against. This is exactly why we had the Cuban Missile Crisis, because and uh, was at 62 or 63, John Kennedy found out, President John Kennedy found out, that the Russians had put missiles in Cuba, which is probably about the same flight time to the coast of Florida, to our eastern seaboard. 
And as soon as he found out, he demanded they be taken out, and Russia said no. And uh, Kennedy made it clear that if they aren't taken out, we're going to invade Cuba, and we're going to take them out. And uh, there was a standoff for 10 days called the, the uh, 10 Days of May. And uh, it came real close. Uh, matter of fact, uh, there was a hero that came out of it, a Russian that was on board a Navy submarine that was ordered to run the blockade we put around Cuba. Well, that would have that would have been it right there. But he refused to because he knew it would mean nuclear war. And now he's touted as a hero in uh, Russia. You can check that out. I don't know if he's still alive or not. But it came that close to where it came down to the men in the field, the military soldiers in the field, refusing to obey orders so that there won't be a nuclear war. That could happen now uh, with uh, Russian or Ukrainian, but uh, it's a lot different now. It's a different world. Uh, It's not as innocent or as clear-cut. And the uh, soldiers, I don't believe that, uh, I don't th- think that they're given much um, of a leeway to make those choices. <clears throat> so I think if they were given order to launch or whatever they were given to, to do, that they would do that, especially now because the stakes are so high. It's, uh, it's a question of mass- national survival for Russia and Ukraine, the way that they view it. Uh, right now, the heaviest fighting is around Maripol. Maripol is a Nazi stronghold. Now, this is what people don't understand. When Putin says that he's fighting Nazis, that's exactly what he's doing. There are, I counted about eight or nine brigades scattered out through Ukraine, the heaviest in Maripol. And these are very fanatical soldiers. They're like, as a matter of fact, they wear Nazi uh, swastikas on their helmets, and they wear uh, SS flashes on their uniforms, stating that they're Nazis. They believe in Hitler. They don't believe the Holocaust existed, and on and on and on and on. Uh, These are the fiercest fighters that Ukraine has, and they have to be taken out. And I think... Matter of fact, after about a week ago, I became convinced that these people have control of Zelensky, President Zelensky, and they're telling them what to do, and I don't know if he has complete faith in them or if they basically have them over a barrel, but uh, I saw when Zelensky was being, uh, he just spoke in front of Congress by uh, television. And he was wearing that trademark green T-shirt. I guess he wants to wear that even in front of even in front of our Congress. But if you notice on that T-shirt, there's a insignia on it, a big one. And if you look that insignia up, it's on YouTube, in his speech in front of Congress on YouTube. What you will find is that is the Nazi Iron Cross that the soldiers wore during World War II, and which obviously they're wearing now in the Ukraine. That uh, 
Azov units, is what the Nazis call themselves. So it looks like he uh, is basically threw all of his chips in with these uh, with these Nazis, and perhaps he is one too. Uh, it's starting to look like it to me for him to wear that stuff. So you have very fanatical people in there that have access to others. There's uh, there's Muslims in there. Uh, they got uh, one. Of, they got a big Muslim in there. You're called the man eater. So you can see what that means. And uh, there's contractors in there. There's foreign fighters. Our old Blackwater is in there. And believe it or not, around here they're actually recruiting for young dumb American guys to go over there and fight for Ukraine. I don't know if they're, I think they're, they are often in money. And uh, what's bad is once they get them over there, they take their passports, they give them an old nasty uh, beat up AK with about 10 rounds of ammunition and no body armor, and they tell them, uh, go out and get bullets when you kill Russian soldiers, get their bullets, get their rifles. <clears throat> and they won't let them leave. They tell them, if you try to leave, we're going to kill you. We're going to shoot you in the back. So they're trying to sneak up through the Red Cross and other organizations that that are there that they're trying to conceal themselves from those Red Cross workers. So you got this total mess going on in there. And uh, like I say, they're staging on Maripol right now, and the, the Russian soldiers are digging in. And everybody goes, oh, well, well, look, you know, they can't progress. They can't advance. Well, <laughs> they're going to dig in so that their artillery can fire over their heads into to, uh, Maripol. And basically, they're going to flatten that city unless Putin decides He's not going to do that. But that's a military plan. They siege it. That goes way back thousands of years. They'll encircle a city, and they call it a siege, and they'll make sure that no water, electricity, food can go in there uh, until the inhabitants are starved to death. As a matter of fact, uh, I remember in the Old Testament that happened, and uh, the uh, Jewish women, when Jerusalem was sieged, they are actually eating their own babies. So that's what they're doing. It's a military tactic. And what Putin has done before in war, when these holdout cities stand against them, he brings artillery in and he just flattens the cities. He just turns it into rubble. And uh, I think Zelensky, the Ukrainian people, into giving that kind of resistance all these other countries, NATO countries, are shipping in uh, things that could take out the Russian armor and apparently have been very successful. Well, and you see Russian armor retreating so that they won't you know, get killed uh, by the javelin missiles that are being shipped in there by the United States and, and uh, Britain. But they're retreating, retreating as a tactic. They're trying to preserve themselves. But the other military tactics they're going to employ, it's exactly what they're doing right now. They're just going to unleash on these cities. I don't know. They have these these bombs now. They could uh, they're uh, concussion bombs, and they 
they just take out large areas and they suck the lungs, the um, oxygen right out of your lungs, probably even if you're on the ground. So they have tremendous weapons that Russia can employ. And see, here's the rub. Russia has a different type of nuclear policy than we have. We have a policy, uh, the last I heard was launch on destruct, which is if we get hit, we analyze it, and then we launch. Uh, we don't have a first strike policy. Now, that could be employed, but as it is right now, we don't have one. Russia has one, and they're different than ours. Russia has a simple first strike policy for nuclear weapons. If Russia is threatened with destruction or threatened with attack, they strike first. Russia strikes first. <clears throat> That's an old policy. It's an old nuclear policy in which whoever strikes first with nuclear weapons has the best chances of survival because they went first and they took out the enemy's emplacements and missiles and everything else. It's my understanding right now <clears throat> we have four Russian submarines, and I don't know what China has, but we know that there's four Russian submarines off our east coast. One of them surfaced a couple months ago. We took pictures of it. Basically, they waved at us and they went down again. This is a gigantic missile sub. It has over 200 missiles, nuclear-tipped missiles, that can be shot into the United States. Just one of those subs, if they decided to strike, could basically take us out. We can't shoot down stuff that's been, that is that close to us. <clears throat> so <clears throat> you have that. China is in allegiance with Russia. They're sitting back quietly, but they're allies. So what you have here in, is what I can see. You have World War III, nuclear World War III, not just at the door, but with one leg across the threshold. Uh, and Biden and NATO provoked this, and they want this, because for some reason the Pentagon believes that we, the United States, or whoever's in control of the United States, can win a nuclear conflict <clears throat> with Russia, which is what they want. If Hillary would have gotten in, she'd have done the same thing. She would have been there a long time ago. That was her mission to create World War III. Uh, <clears throat> you have that uh, war, and then you have the pestilence thing. Right now, because of what they shot into the American people with that COVID shot, that experimental gene therapy shot, that's a death shot. If you take it, you're going to die basically within a few years of something called a prion disease, which is also AIDS. You're basically, they gave the American people AIDS, and they're dying right now. About half the American people, from what I can see, are, well, basically, they have a death sentence on them. The only thing that's going to change that for them 
I believe is faith in Jesus Christ. He could heal him. He's more powerful than than anything. He's the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He can take that shot out of you. He can neutralize it, <clears throat> especially if you took it ignorantly. So if you took that shot, you go to him and you ask to be saved from that shot. And out of faith, he will deliver you. Other than that, you are doomed. They put something in you, trillions of something that's called spike proteins that multiply and will take out your brain, your heart, your kidneys. It will completely destroy the inside of your body. And any disease that comes along after that, you will get. That's called AIDS. That's what people that have AIDS, that's what they die from. They die from a destroyed immune system. And right now, if you took that first shot, your immune system is being destroyed by spike proteins. And I've talked to a lot of medical people since then. I talked to a very uh, good doctor about a week ago, a female, and I asked her about it. She says that she's injected. Now she's going to inject her uh, three-year-old baby. And I told him, I said, listen, don't do that. Don't do that. And she was a big uh, proponent of it. And I told her what I know. And she finally admitted that we know we were wrong, but we can't admit it. Can't admit it. I said, listen, this is way past uh, getting sued and everything else. The American people are not going to survive because of what you, the American uh, community, the medical community, did to them. Do you understand that? This is your fault. You did that. You didn't protect the American people. You destroyed them based on politics, based on people above you. And see, the thing is, <clears throat> that's another point of this. There is a intent by the global elite to depopulate the United States and the world. They want the United States depopulated by at least two-thirds. And this is how they're doing it. They're doing it with this with this uh, death shot. You can't call it anything else but that. I've heard people call it death, murder, kill shot. That and war. So you've got a two-pronged attack. And that's what's occurring. The only good news about it is Jesus wins in the end. That's it. And he wins uh, individually, too. <clears throat> but this is all prophesied, as you know. You could speak to that better than I could. <laughs> but uh, that's that's what's happening right now. And so we have to get real close to, to a God. We have to stay there. And when the famines come, Biden's talking about turning off the lights now. He basically, see, these guys always tell you what they're going to do. It's, it's hilarious. They've always done that. And then a little bit down the line, they do it. Of course, they never blame themselves. They blame somebody else. Right now, Russia, Russia, Russia. It's Russia, Russia, Russia. That's who did it. <clears throat> no, it's not. It's a new world order. I saw a Ukrainian prime minister get on television when it first started about, about a month ago. And he said, we don't just fight for Ukraine. We fight for the new world order. Hello. He said it. And it, that's what's good now is all the false faces are coming off, the phony faces. And others just telling you because they think you're powerless to do anything about it, which 
basically uh, we are because evil forces are in control of our government and they're going to make this happen. They've been working on it and now we're there. <clears throat> and uh, what I would suggest everyone do, and I tell them all the time, I say I'm doing, get ready. Get ready to be without food or electricity for a year. You know, maybe you can uh, find some solutions in that time. But your government is not going to help you. They're destroying you. We have no civil defense. Russia and China both have civil defense where they could put millions of people on the ground. They built a huge, a huge shelter in the Euro Mountains. They're flying people in there right now. They can, they can put 45 million people on the ground. Well, naturally, that's not going to be their peasants. That's going to be their elite. But we have that too. We have underground facilities, but you don't have a reservation, and neither do I. So you got to keep that in mind. <clears throat> if you right now, I'm uh, 30 miles from downtown Chicago, which means I'm just three minutes out, or three miles away from a 27-mile blast and radiation zone if they hit Chicago with a nuclear weapon, a big one. Uh, <clears throat> I build a small fallout shelter in my basement, and I have a good storage of food, and I have a Geiger counter. <clears throat> and uh, I'm ready for that. I'm, I'm, I'm giving uh, due attention to what I can do for myself and my family. And I, I truly believe that's what everyone should do. And even if you're not close to a, a city, you still have to worry about what they call a drip pattern. The thing you have to worry about a nuclear explosion is the if it's on the ground, which more likely it will be, <clears throat> you're going to have all that dirt, glass, concrete, go up into a mushroom cloud, 85,000 feet, and it's going to drift in the direction of the wind. Uh, usually it's a 250-mile drift pattern. You have to be at least 250 miles uh, downwind in order not to get caught in that, to where it won't fall on you. You have to be outside that drift pattern or have a way to protect you from the deadly form of radiation called gamma radiation. Gamma radiation is fallout. It's the most intense radiation, unless you're at ground zero, that you experience. The good news about it is it dies within three days. The nuclear half-life disappears and becomes harmless. So you have to get underground if you're in that drip pattern. You have to stay down there for three days until you believe that the radiation has died, and it, it will have died after three days. Um, these are normal precautions you need to take now in order to survive the initial effects of a nuclear weapon, a nuclear bomb. And this is where we're at right now. And we're living at a time when this conversation is unnerving to a lot of people. And 
Um, I wanted to just go through a few things um, as well as what we're talking about right now. A lot of good information. Um, and let me just run through these, and then we'll take them one by one here in just a moment. Uh, the number one thing that Jesus said was going to happen in the last days is there would be great deception. And we all know that there is a tremendous amount of deception. And one of the great tools of deception in our modern era is propaganda. It's been around for a long time. People have used it pers to persuade a lot of different um, issues or agendas or people into those agendas. And so we have uh, the news media that's telling us every day, and my question is always, how can you even trust a news media, whether it's CNN, whether it's Fox News, Newsmax, when they all turned uh, against the rightful president of the United States of America, Donald J. Trump? I think still there are a lot of people believe that, but they've kind of given up on the idea, but it's true that deception was able to overcome, uh, even as Donald Trump said he had many powerful enemies. You won't be seeing me for a while. They have a lot of rich, powerful enemies. So uh, I want to talk about the deception that's going on through the news media, through the propaganda machine. I heard Brother Don, uh, Nancy Pelosi, out loud speaking uh, to a forum saying that Joe Biden is the perfect president for today. And the moment she said it, when she was going, I'm so glad, Joe, you didn't win in the past because we needed you today. And I thought, well, who needed you today? Uh, the man that won an election from his basement during COVID-19, um, you know, who? And obviously, this is a new world order government. These are people that needed a puppet that they can move their will through uh, simply and easily. And so to see Nancy Pelosi uh, hailing Joe Biden as the perfect president for the world that we live in today, one must step back and go, what does that all mean? Then, Don, I want to get into North Korea just launched a missile. I think it was 100 miles from Japan. So North Korea is back into the mix again. We just had an Iranian uh, nuclear deal that was just given, and it was, was worse than any other uh, deal that we've had with Iran. Um, then I want to talk a little bit more about the, the Russia who's fighting the Nazis in Ukraine, because that goes back to the Khazarian mafia or the Khazars, who actually at one time in their history brought what was known as the Bolshevik Revolution, where 50 million, uh, you know, Orthodox, uh, you know, Christians and Russian people were killed during that revolution, which was sworn vengeance by the Khazarian Mafia many years earlier. So I want to talk a little bit more about that. And uh, then, of course, what we as Christians should be doing right now in light of the information, because it's dualistic. There's two sides to it. It's a propaganda war. The truth is fighting deception. What is the truth? Um, is it the world, what the world's telling us, or what the Word of God is telling us? I think we all know that. Um, and let's start with North Korea. Don, you've talked for years about North Korea having satellite, having uh, some weapons that could take the lights out. Uh, what are you thinking after all these years that they're back in the news again? While Donald J. Trump was the president, they were out of the news. There was nothing about North Korea. They didn't even know if Jim Kong Il, Il was alive any longer. Now he's back launching missiles. What uh, are we looking at here? Well, what you have, I saw Kim Jong-il give a, a speech about two years ago. He gave it to his uh, 
Congress or his Politburo, whatever. I think there was you know, over 200 leaders in there. And it, it got on YouTube, <clears throat> and I was watching it, and I didn't hear anyone talk about it. This guy gets in front of all of his people, all of his leaders, and he said, the time for America is over. America is gone. What we're going to have to do and what we are doing is we formed an alliance, Iran, China, Russia, us, and whatever who their partners want to be in order to take out America and destroy her. And he was announcing this to his leaders, and I was paying attention. I said, well, this is, you're giving them your battle plan. Obviously, that battle plan has been enacted, and some of their allies are people in Washington, D.C., uh, Pelosi, Biden, all of them. The only one that looks like she might be unwitting is Kamala Harris. Because <clears throat> I remember when uh, Afghanistan went down, we were getting out of there. They wanted her to go in front of the cameras and uh, basically take the heat. And she says, oh, no, you're not hanging this around my neck. And then she took the cough. So it's kind of like they put people up there as, as meat puppets to do their bidding. And the thing is, are they witting? Are they aware? I think Biden's aware. I think they got him out there basically at gunpoint. Along, and I know uh, Pelosi's aware. She's just evil. And um, there's a lot of power behind these people intent on destroying America. <clears throat> you mentioned it's kind of funny how all this goes back to uh, Nazism and uh, World War Two. You know, in uh, in the death camps, they had uh, Jewish people, Jewish men, usually young men. <clears throat> they recruited, uh, saying, uh, "If you do what we tell you to do in the death camps, we won't kill you. You just got to do your jobs." They called these people capos, capos. And what these people did is they stayed with the people that they were going to execute. They led them down the path to the gas chambers. They told them everything was going to be okay. They were taking a shower. The Nazi military had very little contact with them. It was the capos, their actual brethren that were traitors, that led them in uh, to each phase of the death camps. Probably the last time they actually had any contact was seeing a Nazi soldier when they were getting onto a uh, boxcar. So what you have here, you have couples in our government that are leading us in to the death chambers. <laughs> and you see them, and I got, I got to throw in CNN with that and Fox. Uh, and, I, and I know Fox because they never told us the truth about COVID, and they knew it. You think uh, – Carl Tuggerson, when he gets up there, he doesn't know exactly what the uh, COVID is all about and what the, uh, the death, murder, kill shot they're putting in is all about. He knows. They all know. Does Trump know? Well, I think he knows now, but he's still touting it. As you see, this is, this is the whole thing 
These people are all about themselves. And when you think they're on your side, then they, you find out they're not. They were placed there to basically fool you, to convince you that everything's okay as they lead you down the path to the death chambers. That's the biggest problem in the United States. You can't trust the media. You can't trust any of it because they're all owned usually by a, a few corporations. Uh, I know Soros has got his name all over the media. So they put this apparatus in place before they attack. And this apparatus, apparatus, even when it gets discovered, still running. This COVID machine is still running. I don't want anyone going to get a shot, but I'll tell you one thing. I know a lot of people that got sick immediately from that shot. And I see them all the time. And now they're talking. They're not hiding anymore. They're not pretending like nothing happened to them and everything will be okay. They're getting the truth. But they're getting it through alternative media. They're not getting it through any mainline source. In the medical community, I talk to them all the time. And they will tell you in private after a while that they were wrong. And they're scared because they know what they did. And a lot of them took that shot too, so they know. And uh, they're like whistling through the graveyard, hoping everything's going to be okay. Well, everything's not going to be okay. You basic, The American people have basically been exterminated on any civilized basis, and it's still going on. And now the threat of nuclear war. So the betrayal by our leaders has been legion like nothing ever ever seen before. And uh, it's been a slow process. And uh, now it's not even a question of people being in denial. Now they're just standing there watching like, what happened? What happened to us? But, you know, they're bewildered. And one of the reasons, too, is because they had this tremendous faith as a God in the medical community in medicine, in doctors. And those were exactly what were used as couples to walk them down the path to the death chamber. And a lot of it was greed. It was money. They they bribed them into doing it. And unfortunately, and I know this to be true, most of the medical uh, community now is all about the money. Money, 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 money. Every big test they give you money. It's all about money. And uh, it's corrupt. So at the end, America fell under the weight of its own corruption. That's the story. And where where did that start? Five million murdered babies in the womb. Or now outside of the womb. Now... They have legislation where they can wait a month before they they, uh, kill them. You know what that's about. That's parting them out for uh, body parts. So because of that, we have the curse of judgment on the United States. It's not going to go away. It's just going to get worse and worse and worse until people are going to go out of their minds. They're going to go out of their minds and be wild in the street, and it still won't stop. Because, unfortunately, 
America has made herself the enemy of God. That is what's going on right now. That's, that is what is playing out. And <clears throat> the only way out is repentance on a personal level and at least on a personal level and then a national level. And where God will will decide to, to uh, use his hand in that state of affairs, look at the story of Sodom and Gomorrah and how Lot argued with God and bargained with God. And God knew he was going to destroy it, but he wanted Lot to understand the power of intercession and the fact he is reasonable if you could just give them something to work with. Right now, <clears throat> there's not a lot going on in the United States that God can work with. And uh, the, only thing I could, the only thing I could say to the Christian is it's time now to get right and quit, quit horsing around with God. Give him what he wants and needs from you. And the biggest thing for that the biggest thing he wants is righteousness. Be righteous. Strive to be righteous. Repent on a daily basis. All of us have this gigantic war going on between the flesh and the spirit. Put down the flesh and stay in the spirit. And right then, you can expect God to protect you, provide for you. And you know what? Do it just because you love God, not because he's going to get you anything. <clears throat> because What's going to happen now and what's happening right now? Most people aren't going to understand. <clears throat> They're going to not, not going to understand why this keeps happening to them. Well, that's because they're under the judgment of God. Appeal to God on a personal basis. They say, I want to make things right between you and me. Once and for all, I'm going to stay there too. Every day, I'm going to do the things you want me to do to build up my spirit, man, and to put down the flesh. That's your path. And if you're not saved, if you have no relationship with Jesus Christ, go to him. He said, I will in no wise cast you out. So it doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter where you've been. Nothing matters. It doesn't matter the state that you're in. He says, if you come to him in truth and honesty with your whole heart, that he will receive you and take you to himself. As, as a son or daughter, do it. Turn around and do it. The time is short. You have to move now. Amen. Amen. You know, the, the most unpopular message in the world is uh, discomforting our lives. And something you said about the, you know, the kill shot, the, uh, the spike proteins that was in that vaccination, uh, a scripture came to my mind while you were talking that if, you know, beware when you, you, you seek to save your life, you're going to lose it. And how many people are trying to save their job? They're trying to save their, uh, their reputation. They're trying to save a relationship. They're trying to save, um, you know, themselves. Um, it, it's just unfortunate that while people are trying to save their lives by taking something that they were really unaware of the full reality about they are losing their lives i mean and that still is going on and the same remains for everything you're saying right now the judgment of god is upon our nation 
the judgment of God is in this earth, uh, the righteous judgment of God. And um, <clears throat> God has many weapons. When, he, when we make war with God, it's really a bad deal. And obviously our judges and our Supreme Court and our legislators and, uh, you know, different branches of government in America and around the world have chosen to make war with God. And I think that's a really bad deal for the world. Um, God has weapons of mass destruction greater than any nuclear weapon in the world. I mean, comets, asteroids, meteorites. Uh, he could touch the earth with his finger and shake the world to oblivion. Um, it's really a foolish thing that is going on in the hearts of uh, men today. But we're in it, and we're here, and it's something that we have to really deal with. So uh, you gave great points, great points of admonition. Don, what I'd like to do is invite people right now, if they have any questions or comments, uh, they'd like to call into the broadcast. The number is 818-369-0326. And I've been putting uh, some, some banner scriptures while you were talking coming out of Jeremiah chapter 51, and I'm going to continue to put some up there right now. But if you have a question or a comment, something you'd like to share um, in, in today's broadcast on this Friday, make sure to call that number, 818-369-0326. The admonition, come out of her, my people. Um, very, very powerful, very, very powerful admonition. Call into the broadcast, 818-369-0326. Press one on your dial pad. We'll bring you right into the broadcast. Uh, while we're waiting for that to happen, Don, what else uh, are you thinking about? What else do uh, you think people need to know about this moment? The main thing behind all of this is the forces of darkness. They're in a military war themselves with God. And God has them under siege right now just like Maripol is under siege by the Russian army. Satan knows that his time is very short, and he's in a corner, and God has him in that corner. He has him completely under control, and he's doomed. The only thing he can do is try to do something to change his own fate with God. And if he can't, he's going to be cast into hell forever and ever and ever. And that is the biggest thing that's behind this. It's a spiritual war that's manifesting into the flesh. It's pulled mankind into it. Mankind's always been in it. And Satan uses mankind for one main reason. It's because he knows. God loves mankind, and that's what he uses. He's almost gotten, it's almost like he has mankind held hostage uh, with God. <clears throat> and I believe, I believe what he's trying to do, and it's happened before, is to look at the great flood. Man became so evil that there were a stench in God's nostrils until he decided to destroy man and basically start over again. And I think that that's exactly what Satan's trying to do. He's trying to make man so evil that God allows either God destroys man or stands aside 
and allows man to destroy himself. I think there's precedent for that. And I think if, if, I think Satan, if he knows that he can accomplish that, he might be able to negotiate his own fate with God. And I think that's, it could, it could be a simple thing that, hey, wait a minute, you said you prophesied this and this and you said this, but that's not what happened. Well, God's not going to allow that. But he's trying to put God in a position where God is holy and God is righteous until where he rejects man. Think in a way that's happening now. But see, God has his remnant. He has the people that he chose to come out of mankind and be his children. And I think God's going to protect them. But naturally, he's going to try to use the ones that are left to try to subjugate and hurt God's chosen. You see that happening right now in the United States. That's been going on for a long time. Uh, when all this uh, comes down and it's starting to happen now, they're going to blame the Christians. They're going to say, well, you guys did this because of your standards, because of your your love of God, or because of your hypocrisy, that you weren't real Christians. Uh, they're going to blame the Christians. They always blame the people of God for what they did. <clears throat> and that goes way back. It goes back to Rome, where they blame the Christians for everything that was happening. So I think that that's the big dynamic here. I think it's a gigantic uh, battle. It's Satan's in his last days. He's raging like a wild wolf, trying to take as many with he can, that he can with his little plans and his little devices. And I think that that's the biggest thing going on here. That's why I don't sweat it because I know who's going to win. <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm, amen. I'm, 30, I'm 30 miles from. Uh, from a nuclear uh, hit uh, where I could be vaporized in a second or die from fallout or whatever. But I'm not worried about that because, you know what, God's got my back. That's all I care, you know, and the worst thing that could happen to me is the best thing that could happen to me. Right now, uh, personally, I just write for the brand because uh, God's in control and God's going to do what he needs to do and he's going to protect people. If you need to, I got, I got, I got a lot of death around me right now, uh, but that's okay because uh, the biggest thing is I have a peace of God and I know that He's up all night. He's up all night. Amen. When I'm sleeping, He's up. He's taking care of me. Amen. You know? Amen. So, Don, uh, let's uh, take a few calls here right now. I want to begin with area code 417354. Let's take that call. Good morning. God bless you. Welcome to the broadcast. You're on the air. Good morning. Um, I just wanted to say um, for everyone that's listening out there, um, and it doesn't have anything to do with the radio program, but, um, you know, the song, I'm Overwhelmed by You, um, a big part of that is God could have, my daddy could have placed me anywhere and he placed me within New Wine Ministry. <laughs> and I am just overwhelmed. And I just want to say um, thank you for the kind words this morning. And um, I have the most amazing pastors and the most amazing congregation that my daddy, again, put me in. 
and to be a part of and grow in. So thank you, Bunches, Daddy. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Come on, Don, let's hit it. Happy so. birthday to you. <laughs> the, the, the world continues to do the world. Birthday parties, hallelujahs. It's safe in the kingdom, isn't it? Well, thank you, Carly. Yeah, God, God is so good. Thank you. All right, bye-bye. You bet. God bless your heart. All right. Well, with that being said, praise God, keeping it a little bit lighter. Let's go to our next call, 605-695. Good morning. God bless you. Welcome to the broadcast. You're on the air. Good morning, Pastor Benson. Good morning. Uh, yes. When Don brought out about Korea uh, this morning, and you were curious about that yourself, I have something. It's very short. It would be shared by Brother Dimitri Dudeman that was given to him in April 22nd, 1996. Should I say it? Sure, go for it. And Don is with us on the air, so praise the Lord. Okay. Okay, so when uh, Dimitri received this vision, and uh, it is out there for the public to read, but here's what God showed him in 1996. And... uh, he saw the president of uh, when its title of this is when China and Russia strike. Uh, this was an angelic being speaking to Dimitri, and when America goes to war with China, the Russians will strike without warning. Now this is exactly the way it's written. The two other presidents spoke. We too will fight for you. Each had a place already planned as a point of attack. Then all of them shook hands and hugged. They all signed a contract. One of them said, we're sure that Korea and Cuba will be on our side too. Without a doubt, together we can destroy America. The president of Russia began to speak incessantly. Why let uh, ourselves be led by the Americans? Why not rule the world ourselves? They have to be kicked out of Europe, too. Then I could do as I please with Europe. Then the man standing beside me asked, this was an angelic being, this is what you saw. They act as friends. They say they respect the treaties made together. But everything I've shown you is how it really will happen. You must tell them. This was a warning from this angelic being to Dimitri to tell the American people what is being planned against Americans. Then when it comes to pass, the people will remember the words the Lord has spoken. And Dimitri, in his vision, he said, who are you? He asked the angel. He said, I am the protector of America, but America's sin has reached God. He will allow this destruction. He will allow this destruction, for he can no longer stand such wickedness. God, however, still has people that worship him with a clean heart as they do his work. He has prepared a heavenly army to save these people. I believe it's angelic host. As I looked, a great army, well-armed and dressed in white, appeared before me. And then he spoke and said to Dimitri, do you see that? The man asked, this army will go to battle to save my chosen ones. Then the difference between the godly and the ungodly will be evident. This is my question to Don. Okay, in the days ahead, 
whoever we give our allegiance to, our honor and and uh, allegiance to, that is the outcome of our lives. Correct, whether it be God or the evil powers of Satan. Yeah, it's your choice. God, God lets you make that choice. It's up to you. <sighs> okay. Thank you. When you were talking about uh, China going to war with the United States, the first thing I thought about was Taiwan. And that is eminent. Everybody keeps talking about Taiwan. When's China? I think that might be it right there. That's true. That might be it. Right? So, yeah, that's uncanny that the conversation from uh, Dimitri is saying, Don, exactly what you had just talked about, where they're coming together, shaking hands, and they're making a deal. And the, the only difference is, you know, 40 years ago or 50 years ago or 30 years ago, um, you know, that would have been a really bad thing. Russia, you know, the, the evil, demonic Russia, um, you know, the, we don't want them to rule the world. Well, now you put that in proper context where they're going, you know, we don't want the Americans to lead us. Look how corrupt they are. They're filled with homosexuality, abortion, bloodshed. They're wicked, evil. They drink babies' blood. They eat their hearts. They're pedophiles. They're homosexual. I mean, they're just so wicked and evil of a people. Their society is so wretched. They got their boys turning into girls and their girls turning into boys and they're full of corruption and Jeffrey Epstein's eyes. Why would we want them to lead the world? We don't want to follow them. It makes a little bit more sense now. Yeah. Uh, Vincent, uh, yes. you know, in this particular article I just was starting to read, previous to the article, just above it, it's in the same thing. It's exactly what Don said about Taiwan because the Russian president began to speak to the Chinese one. Now, this is all a vision back there. I will give you the land and all the people, but you must free Taiwan of the Americans. Do not fear. We will attack them from behind. My question, too, is how much investments do we have in the country of Taiwan, America? I know they uh, they make uh, all the uh, computer chips in the United States. So they're heavily invested in that. I, we built them up militarily. We look at them as an ally. And uh, but at the end of the day, uh, China uh, wants Taiwan. They say Taiwan belongs to them. And the only thing that's ever stopped them from coming in there and just holding Taiwan over is us, the United States. But we don't have a treaty. To protect Taiwan, we have an agreement, but we don't have any, we don't have anything that'll stand up in a, in a world court of law. So Taiwan is just out there, and uh, when probably uh, we get dusted off real good here in Ukraine, uh, we've got I know we have at least ten thousand U.S. troops right there on the border of Russia and Poland, and who's the big aggravator? against Russia right now. It's Poland. Poland's spending all of our the uh, resupply for the Ukrainian army 
in into uh, Ukraine through Poland, all these weapons coming in through Poland, 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 everything's Poland. And uh, Russia is lo- uh, looking at Poland real fish-eyed right now, and they're saying, well, when we decide to go nuclear, guess who's getting the first big nuke? It's going to be Warsaw. And uh, somehow, this is what I... <laughs> this, uh, this is what I, one part I don't understand about this is why would anyone think that Russia would not use nuclear weapons? When they said they're going to, they told you everything they're going to do, uh, they've not done anything that they didn't say they were going to do, and they haven't backed off anything that they said they're going to do. And that's Russia. Russia uh, tells you what they're going to do, and they do it, and they uh, throw everything into it. Uh, they're not like us. See, we vacillate. We should we mess around. We lie. We manipulate, and uh, we can't be trusted as a nation now, mainly because of our leaders and the motives of our leaders. They're deduced by the rest of the world. I mean, I don't really think anybody's fooling anybody here. So, uh, NATO. I heard the other day. I don't know if it's true. I'm looking for confirmation. But I heard that uh, NATO has placed 140,000 NATO soldiers on the Russian border. If that's true, they probably placed them at Poland, where our troops are at. And then Biden made a statement. Uh, Our troops aren't going to fight. U.S. troops aren't going to fight unless NATO is attacked. Well, hello. NATO is about ready to get attacked right now. And NATO has been attacking Russia by sending all these weapons in there. And we have been attacking Russia by sending those weapons in there. When you resupply an enemy army, then you have sided with that army. You're, you're an enemy too. And uh, I, I, I seriously doubt that before the end of this month, this whole thing isn't going to blow up in the nuclear uh, theater. I can't see it. And... Uh, we're not safe here. Right now, uh, Russia has these uh, huge missiles called uh, Topov missiles, and they're driving around in trucks on semis to where we can't see where they're at. We don't know exactly where they're at, so we can't take them out. they got 10 of them driving around Russia. Those weapons, if they're launched, can come all the way in the United States and strike California and still have 1,000 miles left to go. They can take out any place they want to in the United States with these huge missiles. And if they send them into space and drop them in, well, we don't have any, we don't have any, uh, any protection against that coming in from outer space. So if you look at all these huge weapons that can be arrayed against us, uh, and we're playing this nuclear uh roulette wheel, and uh, it's going to go against us, and we're going to become a target. I'm sure they know exactly we're going to launch these nukes onto us. And then you get these fifth column troops that are in here right now coming across this border with these suitcase nukes. They've been sneaking in here for years. These suitcase backpack nukes, they weigh 120 pounds. Uh, one guy could set one off, and they'll completely take out the heart of the city for 2,000 feet circumference. It's nothing but a nuclear hole. 
And then you got the rest of that going into the atmosphere and, and drifting down to 250 miles. And uh, <clears throat> there are st- it's our stuff, you know. We've made hundreds of those things in the 50s. And uh, look who they've been in control of. They've been in control of the, the uh, criminals in Washington, D.C. And uh, you know they're here, you know. And look at, and look at when... When Russia first fell back in the 80s, uh, you know, had a huge nuclear uh, arsenal, backpack, backpack nukes, and they sold them all on the on black market for a million dollars apiece. They're all over the world. And uh, they could be employed at any time and anywhere. So, like I say, I mean, these people come across this border. This border is not open because uh, Biden is in F. It doesn't care. That's all part of a military plan where they bring, they're bringing people in here by the hundreds of thousands, millions now. You don't know who they are. And I guarantee you a good part of them have been brought in here to destroy the United States. You could bring anything across that border now. Suitcase nukes, you got these tunnels they've uncovered. And so that's all here, just waiting for the for the signal. What would the signal be? I don't know. <laughs> Could be uh, as soon as Russia goes nuclear, these guys are going to jump out and start taking out uh, the cities. Uh, it could be when uh, China goes against Taiwan, and that that would be the gold signal for everybody. But uh, it's going to happen. I, they, you know what? What Pastor Vince prophesied 20 years ago. You're seeing it unfold right now, and you're going to see nuclear weapons go off in the cities, and they're here. And Washington knows that. The Pentagon knows it. And with all the treason going on up there, these guys want it to happen. It's all part of a plan to take out the United States. They're all in. The people in Washington, D.C. are our enemies, and you have to understand that. They are our enemies. They act like our enemies. They talk like our enemies. They plan like our enemies. And they're running with our enemies. Those are our enemies. Got control of Washington, D.C. And the federal government. I hear a lot of talk now that we don't need the federal government. Let's just just fall back into the states and have the states defend themselves. I know that the governor of Florida, he's got a plan like that. He's got his own militia. He's got eight armies. Millions of dollars of, of weapons for the citizenry, and he's recruiting his own uh, national, uh, state defense force. That everybody needs to do that. The states need to protect themselves now, form alliances with themselves, and that, and let Washington D.C. go into oblivion. Just choke it off and let it die. Let it die. We don't need a federal government. The federal government was only designed to be very small and to, to loosely hold the state together for just a few things. What they become now is a monster that is destroying and being used by foreign enemies to destroy the United States. That has to stop. And the states are the answer. They recognize their own sovereignty. They can have national defense pacts with each other, perhaps, if necessary. But the states are perfectly capable running and defending themselves with all the treasonous federal government that's working 
day and night to destroy the United States and its people. <clears throat> That's what, what we need to do. And I think the governors are starting to realize that. They're slowly starting to realize it. And they know what needs to be done. Do it. Get it over with. Cause, uh, man, this thing's shot. This thing is shot. But there, there are solutions. But people have to be strong. They have to be brave. And they have to realize their own national, uh, state sovereignty and how important their state is. And stay with your state. Build that up. And I think that's the answer for us as a country, unless it's too late. You know, we start getting hit with nukes, and uh, it's going to be road warrior for a long time. And Biden's even telling you that the Russians going to take out the grid. The Russians going to destroy the That's not the Russians doing that. That's you guys doing it. You got it all planned. They had exercises called Grid X and Grid X One and Grid X Two. Uh, what was that? Fifteen years ago. And they invite where they, they took out, the military took down our power grid to show how it could be done. They invited the Russian and Chinese advisors in there to observe them. Why would you do that? Why would you invite your enemies in to watch how you take down your own grid? Well, I can tell you why, because they're all in it. They're all in it together. Traitors, treason. That's what you're seeing going on. It's that simple. There it is. Yeah, uh, people are listening, people are hearing, and people are going to make their choices about this time. Um, I just put a scripture up there, and I thought it was, you know, just the spirit of the Lord saying as you were talking, that in Amos chapter 8, verse 9, and it shall come to pass in that day, saith the Lord God, that I will cause the sun to go down at noon. I will darken the earth in the clear day. And how God is going to allow that to happen but when you have a darkened earth, we've seen visions of this. We know it's true. It's all about the timing. And, uh, but the forewarning is here. The season is here. The, the message has gone forth. And it is because of the judgment of the Lord in a nation that is so corrupt. And, you know, I, I hate to sound like, um, you know, this is coming from a holier-than-thou or self-righteous, but really our nation is really, really corrupt. Our nation is so depraved in its mind that uh, 80 you know, million Americans became the enemy of this nation. And you were talking about the states, John, uh, Don, uh, this, the, the seams that held the states together, they are torn. Um, the cords of the Constitution that bound our nation as one nation under God, it's broken. And I believe right now everything you've talked about today is about to become a reality. It's going to become um, something in the mind of man will perceive it, see it, recognize it. There it is. Uh, these things are coming on the earth, and people should continue to prepare. So with that being said, brother, it's been a long morning. Thank you for pouring into the broadcast on this Friday. We're getting ready to take a few days rest, and uh, thanking God for you, Brother Don. Any final word before we leave here today? Uh <clears throat> Your answer on a personal level, all of us, is prayerfully stay as close to Jesus Christ as you can be. He's the life, he's the bread of life, and he's the answer for everything that you're ever going to need in this life. He's got it all. So stay next to him. He's the Lord of Lords and King of Kings. He has complete control. 
He is allowing certain things to happen because that's what man wants. Man decided to go his own way. He always has been like that, but you just think about what you need to do with the Lord because he knows where you, what you need. He knows where you need it. All you got to do is just be solidly with him on his side. You know, and, well, that should be hard to do because you're made by God for God. You were made for him. You think about that, you know, and he gave and he lets you have free will to make your own mistakes. That's pretty good. That's quite a deal there. But he's the source and he's the answer. The closest you stay to him, the happier you're going to be, the more peaceful you're going to be. And, and he'll tell you how to prepare. He'll tell you what to do from moment to moment. There's no reason to sweat anything. And like I said, if, if, you, if you are going to be taken home into heaven, oh, bad. what a deal that is. Because now you can be with him forever in a perfect place that if you had any idea what it was going to be like for you, they couldn't keep you here. <laughs> so just keep that in mind. Just stay close Amen. to the door and and keep your keep your uh, keep your clothing unsoiled from the world because the world's always trying to get that clothing soiled because he knows that if your clothing is soiled that's going to take you away from God. God loves righteousness and he wants you to be righteous and it's a battle against the flesh and the spirit. Stay in the spirit, stay away from the flesh. Let's just take you away from the Lord. Could you imagine that we're having a conversation of, you know, and we've, we've talked about this for many, many years. And now here we're look we're staring at something. And can you imagine the people that have been listening to, um, you know, other information, peace and safety, everything's going to be okay. Um, We're having an affair with the government and the powers that be in the global world company you know, when this day happens, when this truth is unveiled, when people are living in 2020, they're living in a global lockdown. I think people forget so easily. A global lockdown due to deception, fraud, lies, trickery, schemes, propaganda, Deception at every angle. People just lived. Their churches shut down. People lost their jobs. It was an insane moment of deception, getting people out of the way to implement the final components to bring about their new world order. And now there's war, the distraction of war. Now there's, you know, all these different things. Someone will pull the trigger. And I was just wondering if it's going to be God himself. Um, but with time will tell. We'll talk more about it. Let's see how the weekend goes. Brother Don, I want to thank you for joining me on the air today. As always, always uh, great information and the call to repent, the call to confess all sin, the call to get close to the heart of Jesus. And for any of you that are suffering out there today, you are sick in your physical body. You're going through some distressful things in your heart and your mind. May the spirit and presence of the living God doing you in spite of what's going on in the world, regardless of the condition of things in the world. May the covenant that you have with God through his son, Jesus Christ, minister health to your physical body, to your spirit, your soul, 
and every area necessary for you. Having said that, we're going to say goodbye for today. Brother Don, thank you, my friend. Shalom. Shalom, brother. Thank you. And that's it for us. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you Tuesday. Lord willing, this is Pastor Vinci. We're listening to The Watchman with Brother Don Huddle. Until we meet again, God bless your day.